Hey guys, welcome to the Fellowship Greenville Students Podcast. This week, our intern, Trevin Rice, taught about what it looks like to lay down our own wisdom and trust in the Holy Spirit's wisdom. The Apostle Paul specifically spoke about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1-5. through 5. Follow along as we dive in. We hope you enjoyed the message. So I just want to kind of give you all some information on myself. Um, I Actually, I've grown up in church here. Uh, this is my home church. Um, I'm in my second year of college at Spartanburg Community College. And uh, yeah, so I'm the oldest of four as well, actually. Got a couple of them back here, my siblings. Yeah, so there's me and my family right there. Um, but yeah, uh, and I really enjoy uh, time with my friends and family. There's some pictures of me and my friends right there. Um, and do y'all, any of y'all like fishing? Anybody like fishing? Yeah, got some fishers over here. Yeah, I really enjoy bass fishing, so there's some of the fish I've caught as well. So yeah, um, that's just a little bit about me. Um, this The past couple of weeks, we've been in this series called Guiding Light, and how the Holy Spirit is our guiding light in life, um, and there to help us. Um, and um, so Dallas talked about last week how the Holy Spirit gives us truth. He talked about that last week. Week before that, week one, we talked about how the Holy Spirit is our advocate or our helper, our encourager, um, or our comforter. Um, so this week, I'm going to talk about how the Holy Spirit gives us wisdom. Um, so we, uh, we also have been talking, it's been in, kind of been in John 14 through 16. This week I'll be in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Um, but yeah, so I just kind of want to give y'all a little information on who the Holy Spirit is as well. Um, so before Jesus left, he actually promised, promised us the Holy Spirit, um, and that the Holy Spirit would come and live in us. And he talks about that in, uh, John 16. Um, and, um, so he, he says in John 16 that the Holy Spirit will come and make us home in us if we love him. So when you give your life to Christ, you, the Holy Spirit comes into you, and so if you've given your life to Christ, you have the Holy Spirit living within you. Um, but yeah, so I have a question for y'all. Have any of you ever looked up how to build a house on Minecraft, or how to how to draw something, or even how to beat a video game level or something? Because I have I. I've grown up drawing, playing Minecraft. I've done that for a while. I, I, I even still kind of play Minecraft here and there. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, what about? Uh, have y'all ever? Has there been a time when you thought you knew what you're doing, but you realized quickly you have you had no idea what you're doing? Okay, yeah, got a couple of those. Yeah, so. I actually have a story about that one time when I thought I knew what I was doing, but I had no idea what was happening. So I remember my brother Brady got a hoverboard one Christmas. And uh, 
my little sister Lacree did too. So there's flying around on the in the house on it. And I was like, man, that looks fun. I think I want to try that. So I walked up to Brady. I was like, Brady, can I try your hoverboard out? And he's like, yeah, go ahead. So I take it out to the hallway, our hallway in the house, and I set it out there, turn it on. I go put one foot on. I'm like, okay, this is kind of kind of sketchy, but I'm going to go for it. So put my second foot on immediately. I'm shaking. I'm throwing my arms everywhere. I'm freaking out. And all I remember is seeing my feet and then smacked on the ground, just flat on my backside. So, yeah, I was humbled pretty quick, realized very fast I had no idea what I was doing with that. So I got back up, and I asked Brady, I was like, hey, man, can can you help me out with this? And he's like, yeah, I'll help you. So that's just one instance I've had when I thought I knew what I was doing. But what about um, if y'all ever had a big decision come up and you didn't know what to do or like knowing what to do with your summer or no answers to doubt in your faith? Yeah, I got a couple of those, yeah. Uh, but yeah, just like, or even like if a friend came to you and you didn't know what to say to them, they came to you asking for help. Yeah, definitely. Um, so considering these questions, I think Paul talks about this in First Corinthians 2. So if y'all want to go ahead and turn there, you can. Uh, I'll get there in a second. Uh, before we go ahead and do this, I want to pray for us. So, Heavenly Father, I come to you today and just thank you for this time that we get to gather together. Um, thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for that gift of the Holy Spirit. Um, I pray that you would work in our hearts this morning and give us the eyes to see and the ears to hear. Um, just be with us. and Thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. Another thing I want to do before we go into this is give you all some background information on First Corinthians and Paul as well. So, 1 Corinthians was a letter written by Paul to the church in Corinth, and I have a map, actually, to show you guys. Um, So, Corinth, well, here's Israel right here, down here in the bottom right. Um, That's Israel. That's kind of in the area where Jesus started his ministry. So, Paul is actually, he is writing to this church. You see Greece right here. There's Athens. Corinth is right there to the left of Athens as well. So that's where we're at right now. That's where Corinth is. Um, so Paul's writing this letter to them. So Corinth is a pretty rough place, pretty sinful, um, pretty corrupt as well. Um, and the people are as well, and their lifestyles are not very good. So the church or the believers in Corinth, um, they were really struggling because they had that around them all the time. And they were just really struggling with not giving in to that. And some of them did give in. So Paul wrote this letter to them to help them with that and to speak wisdom into them and show them what it looks like to live a Christ-led life. Um, so also, some I want to give you all some background information on Paul as well. Um, so Paul originally was not Paul. That was not his name. His name was Saul. So before he became a follower of Christ, he, uh, he, was, he despised Christians. He did not like Christians at all, so much so that he persecuted them. He tried to get rid of them. Um, but so one day, actually, 
Paul was on his way to Damascus right here in Israel. It's above uh, Sidon right there, if you can see in this bottom right-hand corner. That's Damascus. So Paul was on his way there, um, and Jesus appears to him. This is after Jesus has died and was resurrected and ascended into heaven. Uh, so Jesus appears to him, and Jesus' glory just absolutely blinds Paul, and he's blinded for three days. But this whole interaction with Jesus ultimately led to Paul becoming a follower of Christ and uh, went from Saul to Paul. He went from going far left to turning all the way around, going right. Um, so, yeah, um, Paul was also he's very smart, very wise, smart guy, full of the Spirit. Um, so, yeah, that's just a little bit of background information on Paul and 1 Corinthians. So I'm going to go ahead Flip my Bible open, and we're going to go ahead and hop into this scripture. First, we'll be at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. And I am in the NLT translation. I believe we have it on the uh, screens as well, yes. So, when I first came to you, dear brothers and sisters, I didn't use lofty words or impressive wisdom to tell you God's secret plan. For I decided that while I was with you, I'd forget everything except for Jesus Christ, the one who was crucified. I came to you in my weakness, timid and trembling, and my message and my preaching were very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. I did this so that you would trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. So, um... Paul has already been to Corinth when he's writing this letter, and he's, he taught multiple times in Corinth, and he's kind of reflecting upon that here. Um, but main thing is, uh, in this passage, Paul, or this time that he went and taught to the Corinthians, he laid his own wisdom down, his own smarts, because he was a really smart guy. He could have easily gone and taught a really uh, complicated smart, wise sermon to these people, but he's laid his own wisdom down and his own smarts down so that um, he could allow the Holy Spirit to work through him and speak wisdom through him, which is ultimately probably better. Um, so I, uh, like I said, I have a lot of younger, younger, I have three younger siblings, also have younger cousins, um, so, have y'all ever, like, played sports against, or, like, played video games, or anything in competition to people younger than you? Yes. Got a couple. Yeah, a bunch. So, what's the one thing you realize really fast when you're playing somebody younger or older than you? What you got? Oh, I'm sorry. You're just raising your hand for... Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. So... One thing you realize really fast, James, what you got? Yes, <laughs> that's exactly where I'm going with that. That is, so they're not as experienced as you, or their skill level is totally different. So with that in mind, like, to be loving towards, like, when I was, when I'd be playing with my younger siblings or cousins, and we were in competition, like playing basketball or 
playing Xbox, I would not go all out. I would, so to be loving, I would not use all of my effort in competition with them. So that's kind of what Paul's doing here, to be loving to the people in Corinth instead of going in with some smart, super wise sermon, which he could have easily done. He decides to just let the Spirit work through him, and the Holy Spirit knew what was best for the people in uh, Corinth. So he allowed the Holy Spirit to do that um, as well. Um, He realized that his wisdom didn't compare to the Holy Spirit's wisdom either. Um, And so he, I used to ride my bike a lot when I was little, and uh, my dad would always tell me, uh, wear your helmet, wear your helmet, wear your helmet. And I never wanted to wear my helmet because it just wasn't cool. <laughs> and I liked, it was, it was hot, it was just uncomfortable. So I, I usually didn't wear my helmet, but I remember this one time I was going out to ride my bikes with my friends, and we had this ramp, we were jumping, and but I brought my helmet because my dad told me to. Um, and ultimately, I ended up jumping the ramp, and I crashed pretty good. You know, scraped up my arms and everything. I hit my head too, but my head was okay because I had my helmet on because my dad told me to, and I submitted to his wisdom because I knew he knew what was best for me, and I let him, well, I just wore my helmet, and ultimately it protected me. So that's kind of what Paul's doing here as well. He's acknowledging that the Holy Spirit's wisdom is way better than his own, like I did putting my helmet on and what my dad told me to. Um, So what is wisdom? I know I've been talking a lot about it. Anybody got an idea of what wisdom is? All right, that's fine. Because, so wisdom, it's not only having the knowledge or the smarts, it's using it too. It's applying it. So I got something to give you all an idea. What is this right here? It's a charger, right? So what do you do with your charger? You charge your phone, right? So you know if you don't charge your phone, what happens? Phone dies, right? So so what would happen if we nobody charged their phones at night? We'd be walking around with a bunch of dead phones, right? Well, with charging your phone, you're using wisdom that you have. You're using smarts. You're using knowledge you have. So that's what wisdom is. You're using knowledge that you have. So that's what Paul did this a lot by uh, planting churches, by teaching, by praying, uh, all kinds of stuff. But So if we apply our the knowledge and wisdom that the Holy Spirit gives us, we can actually, that can lead to us being charged up like we charge our phones. Um, we can grow in our relationship with God, and yeah. Um, so Paul wanted to, he wanted the people in Corinth to trust in the wisdom of the Holy Spirit and of God as well, and not him. And he wanted to glorify God through that, um, so, considering all this, how do we seek wisdom from the Holy Spirit? Any ideas? 
What you got? Pray? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I got, th- I got something for y'all. It's called the three Ps with an S, I believe. Yeah, I'll have to add that in. But So here's the three Ps. Pray, people, and pace. And then there's a little S, which will be Scripture. So, with, so let's talk about this. So you pray, you talk to the Holy Spirit, ask Him for wisdom, uh, ask Him where to go, what to do, what kind of direction you need to take. Um, then you got uh, people. You can talk to people led by the Holy Spirit, like your, your parents, your, uh, your small group leaders, uh, Dallas even, or your pastors. Uh, and then you've got pace, just taking time to slow down and listening to the Holy Spirit, whether that be like five minutes or 30 minutes, like as long as you want, like just even starting out, like just taking a minute to just set everything aside and slow down and listen it can it it does a lot and so it can recharge you as well and sometimes we need that just to slow down and then we got yeah i think we got scripture up there right now yeah so we got scripture so reading your bible reading god's truth and scripture uh, the holy spirit can definitely speak through scripture to you speak some wisdom 